it's like um I feel like I feel like Moffat is like uh is like a an, an emotionally abusive gaslighting boyfriend <laughs> and I'm his poor downtrodden bird who and he's constantly conf- he's like telling me he loves me one day and then goes to me the next day and and he's he's the fuck boy <laughs> but i love but i love him but i love him oh, he treats me like shit but i love Stephen him Moffat is definitely the fuck Hi there and welcome to Two Reels Podcast. I'm your host Liam Reedy and today I'm with Harry Harding and we're talking about Matt Smith's second outing as the Doctor in Series 6 of Doctor Who. Before we get into the podcast, just want to say thank you for giving us a download and a little listen, listening to at least one of our podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a like on Facebook, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter, at Two Reels Podcast, whichever socials you use. Swift. So Liam, you'll notice um, I happen to be wearing uh, a Two Reels podcast official T-shirt. Yes, um, I do. I do notice this. Yeah, um, it's it's lovely. This they're such they're <laughs> so soft, such soft material. I didn't realise we we're going to start off doing a radio um, play. Uh, where... So uh, yeah, I mean, if so, you know, it's available for um, just twenty two pounds at shoptworeels.com. Um, if you want to, you <laughs> yeah. know, if you want to be more like us, look more like us, embody um, everything that we are yeah. and represent. I mean, the the shop is, is something that is, we've been talking about doing T-shirts and stuff for ages. Yeah. Um, but it's not just T-shirts, is it? It's not tell just them, T-shirts. Tell them what else you, they can get, Liam. What, what else you can get? A tote bag. <laughs> Porcelain mug, unisex t-shirt, unisex crew neck sweatshirt, premium tee, classic pullover hoodie, and that's not all. <laughs> women's premium hoodie, women's comfort shirt, premium pullover hoodie, and essential t-shirt, and that's all. But anyway, um, we should probably uh, get on with the thing that we came here to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should do that. Um, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Um, so let's, let's talk, uh, let's talk uh, Doctor Who once again. Uh, season six mm. this time? Season six? Or yes. I say six. Yes, yeah. season six, yes. Um, the second of Matt Smith's um, ten years of Doctor. And I mean, we really loved the, the, the last series just gone. Mm. Um, I feel like it was... Probably our most positive uh, one on Doctor Who to date. It was, yeah, it was. It was uh, the series one podcast. I think was 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 quite positive. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. I think series that series five one was was our uh, our, our most uh, um, uh, well kind. Yeah, I yeah. Say, well, in terms of reviews, I mean, it wasn't kind <laughs> because we were like forcing it to be kind. It no, was kind because deserved. it was great. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well deserved. Um, you know, if our neighbours could stop um, fucking banging upstairs, that'd be great. Yeah, because <laughs> um, that's just annoying as shit. 
um, won't be having this in the house. Um, yeah. Um, so, well, so yeah. Um, does does the does the curve continue to go upwards in an upwards trajectory from five to six? Interesting. Um, First initial reactions. Yeah, for me, five. It just it's just a constant upwards trajectory mm. with no blip. No. And then six kind of goes. It continues to go up, but in a more zigzag <laughs> formation. Yeah. It's it's it, it it's it's still rising, but not yeah. but not in this nice smooth straight line yeah. linear line. More and more of a sort of um, you know scribble wibbly, all over wobbly, the map. Wibbly wobbly all over the yeah all over the graph. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, I, 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 you get it gets you from A to B, but not in a line in in a in a you in a know nice smooth upwards yeah curve. No, not like not a, so like, much like a spider that's just just just, just crawled, crawled over an ink pot and a, and, a, and across a page. Oh wow, not what I thought you'd say. Um, um, uh, well, it is what I thought you'd say, but just not quite the. Um... I mean, no, I mean, look, I mean, it's um. I, th- I I still I think series six is still overall um, pretty good. Um, it's not the best. It's uh, it's. Do you know what? It's a hard one, Liam, because I wouldn't say that series six takes a dip in quality. No. But it's just um, it's just it feels like a completely different beast, and it, it it's. You know, that in many ways, it's sort of it's superior to five in like production value and scale, um, and uh, sort of worldwide um, reach with the um, with the sort of uh, you know the the the, the um, quite obvious and very unsubtle pandering to an American audience. Exactly what I was going to say. But. Um, it's still very, it's very convoluted, it's very complicated, and unlike series five and four, um, to an extent, six is a more hit and miss mm. for me. It has great episodes and it has not so great episodes, and the the, the overall story arc as well is is all over the place, all over, the absolutely, place. Um, just completely and utterly. Um, just a mess. A mess. Yeah. Really, isn't much way else you can you can say it. Really. Yeah. I was thinking about this just before we we did the podcast, or just before you actually uh, said, "Should we do it? Um, should we record today?" Um, I was actually I was actually thinking about it because obviously I knew we were going to do it um, soon, but I I just thought to myself with the first episode and the finale and a few things in between. Um, do you know what? I feel like I'd probably need another watch to kind of get yeah. my head around it. Yeah. And I mean, it's been out for what, like, ten years, like, yeah, yeah. eleven years, twelve years, I, eleven years. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really, I shouldn't need to rewatch it, seeing as I've rewatched it quite a few times, season five, six, seven. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just I thought to myself, 
I probably just need to have a bit of a recap somewhere. Well, I mean, I I, I must admit, um, I I watched a couple of YouTube tutorials um, specifically about this series. I watched like like you mean like recaps and don't really need a tutorial. Well, no, sorry, I meant that's what I meant. Not like you're a... not making a bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it's as complicated as someone who doesn't know how to a make tutorial. a bench. No, I meant a, um, making a bench. Yeah, I meant, I meant, series. I meant like a a, re- a review, a recap, yeah, yeah. as yeah. you say. Yeah, uh, one I, I watched one about the series as a whole, just like what was it about, hmm. and then I watched another one that was just about River. Right. And to be honest with you, I'm still none the wiser. You're no closer to understanding. Um, and I consider myself to be a massive Hoovian. Um, and someone who is, you know, I would say above average when it comes to, you know, knowledge of Doctor Who, Ooh. in that I do possess a lot of useless trivia about uh, oh, yeah. about a particular show more than your average person who's, oh, I like Doctor Who kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And even I, I still can't really get my head around it. So that, I mean, that that's, I think that says it all. Or maybe I'm just thick as shit. That could also be quite possible. I don't know. I, th- I think that um, we've discussed this a few times on this podcast so far. That uh, Moffat loves uh, loves the convolution. Mm. He loves um, overcomplicating it. Yeah. Um, because you're like, well, it's Doctor Who. Yeah. It should be complicated. Yeah. When actually, it could be just good storytelling. Yeah. Um, there is just a lot of extra when it comes to. It sounds like I'm I'm shooting it down completely. Yeah. It does just mean that I think that you know, if I was to kind of show it to someone who's a not a fan or b like quite a, you know casual fan, if I was to say you should rewatch it, I don't feel like they'd be any more clued up on Doctor Who. Uh, finer plot points by rewatching it because it's still still quite a bit of a kind of a something that just really needs untangling a little yeah. bit to to be a more coherent story. Well, I um I won't say how or why or when or where or who. Okay, but um I do possess some. Uh, inside knowledge about um, Moffat and th- his uh, tenure as showrunner mm. and how he works. And the impression I got was it very much is, um, you know that, that gif of Charlie from... Um, from Always Sunny. Where he's like... Explain. Yeah. He's got the board with the string and all Pepe the paper. Sylvia, is it? Like, it's just like he doesn't exist, and it's like Max, just like yes, he does exist. Yeah, he's up on like the fifth floor. He's been wanting yeah. his mail for days. I yeah. very much get the impression that it's like that mm. with Moffat. He has all these wonderful, crazy, brilliant ideas, but doesn't really have a way of sort of stringing them together in a coherent, simplistic. Um, Doctor Who storyline. Yeah. What you're looking for, really. And uh, so I do... Th- and, and so, yeah, and I think that is very prevalent in um, in this series. And I, I must admit, I, I stole this um, 
observation from from a from a uh, someone else, a, a YouTuber. Um, but um, someone else said that the the reason they think series five worked so well is because Moffat used a uh, a, a more of a a Russell T Davis template for mm. a series, and right. we 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 observed that in our last podcast. We did, yeah. Whereas in this. It's almost like he's thrown the template out the window and he's gone like full Moffat. Mm. Um, and um, I think by by doing that, I, th- I think by, by not using the template of a, 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 a New Who series, um, that's where it's gone wrong and it's got complicated and, and things have, have not felt um, smooth. Yeah, smooth or... Um... I mean, not to keep saying the same the same word, but yeah, coherency is like the thing that is kind of missing from certain aspects of the series. Yeah, mainly the beginning and end. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, because watching the Impossible Astronaut, Day of the Moon, and then the finales, uh, you know, um, the the wedding of River Song is it's just yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack, and I'm not quite sure we can cover it all. Well, before we jump in with those, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to do a special mention slash shout out to the Christmas special. Yeah, a Christmas that was Carol in between five and six. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we missed it off the last last podcast. Well, I, ch- I, I mean, can't it, remember whether we whether we uh, whether we include the Christmas special. As the start of a new series or the end of an old series, I can't remember whether well how um, we format formatted it on our on the podcast. Well, previously. well, on Wikipedia, it basically has the the Christmas episode as, as the as the first episode. Yeah, of that so season. this so this is would be the right way to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the th- I just want to sort of um, just want to slice because I feel like this story gets forgotten about, and also I might you know I have to admit. As much as I love this era and Moffat, his Christmas specials aren't that memorable. No. They, they, they're, they're no patch on the, you know, how huge of an event the Chris Doctor Who Christmas special used to be in the Russell era. Mm. Um, and his Christmas stories, they're not that memorable or great. I feel like perhaps he, he didn't have he didn't have quite the same um, uh, uh, sort of regard for the christmas special he just thought oh i just need to write a a, a, a decent story that has something to do with christmas mm-hmm. but this story i feel like is really really good and underrated and yeah. i have i think i've said before that this was this was my favorite christmas special um and it's I don't, it's just a beautiful story i mean it doesn't it sort of has a villain but not really it doesn't really have a monster um no there is a sort of threat, but the threat is just is just this this crashing ship that Amy and Rory uh, happen to be honeymooning on. Other than the fact that this ship's going to crash, there's no like massive, huge, you know, universal threat like no. reality bomb or whatever yeah. the Pandorica. <laughs> yeah, it's just the ship's going to crash, and the only way it can be saved is by this one character um, becoming, um, you know, sort of becoming a good person i guess discovering mm. kindness or whatever um 
Love is always the answer. Yeah, it it does get a bit like that. But but I feel like that is done in a in a very subtle, understated way. They like no rather than them actually saying, you know, um, oh, we we must use love to. It's it's done. You've got to find love in your heart again, Kazran. Uh, Yeah, but the way this is done, it's 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 so clever. The way the romance is built up between. Kaz, is it Kazran? Yeah, Kazran. And yeah. Um, uh, oh, I can't remember her name now. Um, uh, Abigail. Yeah, Catherine Jenkins. Um, yeah. The way the the romance is is built up, you you know, like the over um, over time, and I really like the fact that time travel is used in this story, like direct time travel. I think we spoke in the last podcast about how for a show that about traveling in space and time, there's not actually a lot of time travel direct time yeah, travel direct time travel whereas there is in this um and I, and I just think all of that is really cleverly done it's really moving and and beautifully um told and also it's it very cleverly um for me adapts not well not only adapts but adapts and sort of refreshes and renews the the the, the story of a christmas carol I mean, he could have very easily made Kazran Scrooge and said it in Victorian times or something. But it's sort of it. It's like it is a Christmas Carol, but it's not. There's no ghosts. It's sort of the Doctor becomes the ghost of Christmas past. He is, yeah, present and future. You know, they they only use like a mild threat of like sky sharks. Yeah. You know, because yeah, of, uh, mm, that is one of the the bits that I'm a little bit. The like. sky sharks sharks are a bit schlocky. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I can forgive it. Skyfish is like very schlocky. Yeah. And just saying that there's like vapor in the air or something yeah. is, I mean. But it, it's it's not it's meant totally to, on board it's not meant for to be Earth. Hugo. It's not Earth. No. No. Yeah. So you're right. again, that and again, that's another thing I like. There's there's schlockier stuff than that. Yeah. And there's a lot more serious stuff. Than it's that, just so. it, it's only you know it's it's just I'm just I guess what I'm saying is if it's Christmas and you think oh I fancy putting sticking on a, a you know a Doctor Who Christmas special you This know, would be the first one. I rather think. than going for the predictable choice of Voyage of the Damned you know stick this on <laughs> I you I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I th- it's a it's a beautiful little story on its own. Has no connection. Much, much better than Voyage of the Dead. Oh, I I think so, but I know that that's a lot of people's go-to. Just because Kylie's in it. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, it's about the Titanic. It's got no connection to the rest of the series, so it doesn't follow on for series five, no, nor no, does yeah. it kick off series six. You can watch yeah. it any time. Yeah, uh, it does feel like a good uh, self-contained. You know, exactly. just, I know because Rory and Amy are in it, it's it puts itself somewhere in a timeline, but it, obviously it has to. But like, just having it, just watching it, you're not like, oh yeah, this is this feels very like between this and that, doesn't really at all. Yeah. It's, it feels quite clean. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I like it. I, I again, I'm, I'm surprisingly, I agree with you that I've, <laughs> I probably it's probably my favourite. Yeah. yeah. Especially on this rewatch, you know, because we're at the point now where we're going through old Doctor Who. Well, I say old, no, but like the the newest uh, ten years iteration old, yeah. of Doctor <laughs> Who, and um, so we we've got um, you know a pile of what I've rewatched recently, and how I feel about that. Yeah, and I've also got a pile of what I haven't rewatched recently, and kind of not knowing how I feel about that because of what's what's come before. Mm. So you know, 
I'm glad we're going through it, but it's changed. It's, it hasn't changed my opinion like a ton, but there's some things that have ma- maneuvered around. I think. Yeah, same. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, only really, overall, for the better. I mean, I'm like I'm noticing more things that I didn't before, uh, and putting my probably my opinion straight, I guess. And then there's other things that I'm just like, oh, that's a lot better than I yeah. remember. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, it's all it's all quite positive. Yeah. Um, uh, in a way, uh, but yeah, this is this was definitely one of those where it was a good Christmas. Um, it was a well, it's a great Christmas episode, and you know, uh, you're right. Uh, Moffat has hasn't got like a hasn't got a reputation for pulling a great Christmas cracker. Um, nice, but. Uh, <laughs> But this, I feel, probably gets overlooked, and you know, as we've as we've said, it's now our, it's our yeah. favorite. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to that episode because you know we didn't do it last time, and it was his, and it was his first. Yeah, I've just realised, um, and uh, so it was a you know, it was his first first ever Christmas special, and um, yeah, I, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was uh, it was it was brilliant, and also, and now I think about it. I mean, it. What was the Christmas special before that? Was um was the end of time, so you know which I know. I mean, it's I, I've slated that hugely, but at the time that was you know probably one of the most popular and most viewed Christmas specials of Doctor oh, yeah, Who. Obviously. So this, I mean, it wasn't really had to follow that. Was it was it really necessarily a Christmas special? It's like in the specials. I don't really. Well, it aired on Christmas Day and Boxing know, Day, but it wasn't. It had nothing to do with Christmas. Not no. really. No. Um, I mean, yeah. I didn't have like um, robot Santa Claus, who, you know, like every other Russell T. Davis <laughs> Christmas special has. Oh well, uh, didn't they? Isn't there a bit where Wilf sees them? Sees them? Am oh, I just it's... making that up? Oh God. Well, that probably is. Let's yeah. just not. Let's not go. <laughs> let's, we've 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 done. Uh, yeah, we've done um, David Tennant's episodes. Let's just leave it in the past. Yeah. Um, right. So with this series, you know, like you said, the the pandering to the American audience is um, very prevalent. Mm-hmm. I think the next two series are this one. Yeah. And the next series. Yeah. Which, uh, when I watched a, uh, probably like a pre-series, like little web episode, Moffat described as like, each episode is like a movie. That's the next series, so I'm talking season seven. Right, yeah. So it's this series, which is like, we're going to go to Utah and, you know, we're going to involve the moon landings in 1969 and, you know... All the hallmarks of uh, America from the perspective of a, a British writer. <laughs> yeah. Um, as well as uh, River uses a revolver, even though she comes directly from the future. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. But anyway, anyway, so we don't know any of that. So to start off with, obviously the first episode is... Um, the Impossible Astronaut. Yeah. Where Amy, Rory and River receive invitations 
to meet the doctor mm. at Lake Silencio. That's correct. Right. Okay. Bit on the nose, but again, it's Doctor Who. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, yeah. The initial episode had me intrigued. Yeah, but as time went on, that in- that, that intrigue waned. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's a it's a com- it's a complicated one. Um, this is a um, prime example of Doctor Who. Doctor Who writing where they want to they want to build mystery. Yeah, but as normal people, they would just talk to each other. It had the very much you know like in sitcoms where every situation in sitcoms if you think about it could just be resolved by talking yeah like normal people yeah but they don't do it because there's then there's no tension there's no drama yeah but this was this was very much like that when I, on the rewatch i was like just fucking tell them some exposition yeah you know just say something that means something it's not just you going rounds in circles trying not to give anything away you know and after a while, I just got a little bit infuriated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, it, the plot is seems again. It, it's, it's. I mean, I guess in a way, it's kind of a perfect season opener for this series because this this story. I mean, I, I know it's two separate episodes, but it's basically one story. Yeah. Um, it, it it introduces a hell of a lot of plot threads all at the same time, and they're sort of seemingly connected. Um, and it's it's quite a lot to sort of take in all at once. You've got the you've got the 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 mis- you've got the girl in the in the mysterious young girl in the astronaut suit, and you've got them going back in time to the sixties and meeting Nixon, and then you've got the um, obviously the silence. Who are they? Mm. You've got the um, you've got obviously got the doctor getting shot on the beach. Um, You've got the the, the 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 envelopes that are obviously sent by the doctor, but the cat they don't the characters don't know that. Mm. Um and then you know, the doctor gets shot, but then he immediately turns up in the next scene. He's like, Oh well, this is a past version of me. Um and I'm just like, What? Um yeah. and like you said, but there's some really interesting ideas here and setups like the silence another great original monster from Moffat. yeah you know he he's, he's, he's such a fantastic idea of having yeah if you're not looking at it you you, you forget, forget ex- it existence i mean their their design is a bit i don't know it's a bit schlocky i don't like the suits it's very schlocky it, do you know what it is it, he's basically just gone Every alien design head, yeah, you know, like I said, schlocky alien design head, yeah, in a suit, you know, like a thin sixties yeah. suit, like I mean, sc- like the FBI would wear. They're scary CIA. looking. Yeah, why are they in Earth suits. suits? Why wouldn't they be in like alien suits or just just um, you know a plain? I don't know, but I'm, I'm being pedantic or whatever the word is, nitpicky. But but you know, he he is. I mean, you know, the 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 the, the clockwork. I don't know what they're called, but the clockwork uh, creatures from Girl in the Fireplace 
and um, yeah, they're just they're just repair droids, aren't repair, they? But yeah. they're they're great. Oh yeah, Obvi- yeah, obviously the Weeping Angels. Yeah, and and now we've got the Silence. So he does create some apps, some banging new new villains that that I think you know hold their Top own tier. with the Daleks and the Cybermen mm. and the Master. Um, so they're great, but but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on here, and um, yeah, I mean, I won't get into it now because we we can talk about it um, uh, at the end, I guess. But yeah, the whole the whole astronaut Lake Silencio killing the Doctor thing. I mean, God, that is schlocky. I'm just like. <laughs> What? Yeah. I mean, why? Like, what I don't understand, and this this isn't anything to do with who the person is inside the suit, because that doesn't seem to be t- to matter. What I don't understand is why have why put that person whom we shall reveal later? Why put them in an astronaut suit and have them come out of a lake? And shoot the doctor with a new, with a gun. It's not even with a gun. Well, what is it then? Like a they've just it just something comes out of her hand. That the beam comes out of her, her hand. It's in the suit. It's in the suit. Yeah, like you can't, you don't see it. So it doesn't come it's just from like a beam. the person inside directly. It, it comes from the suit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Why? Yeah, and obviously she's like, I can't stop it. It's the suit, and but... I'm like, well, why have someone in it? Exactly. Why? Why? This is the bit that I was racking my brain why, earlier. I mean, why? If why don't you just fly a ship down and just pew, 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 shoot him from from that? Or I don't. Why? Then why do you need to have someone come out of the water in, a, in in an astronaut suit and shoot the doctor using the suit? Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense to me. No. Me uh, um. But but there's more to to obviously to this as as we get on later, which also doesn't make sense to me. But um, but the, and also as well, I, I obviously I I know that we 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 didn't know this at the time because um, Moffat probably hadn't thought about it yet. But we we established later that the Doctor is uh, his his grave is on Trenzalor, mm. right? So. The doctor knows that um, he slash she has always known that. That's where the doctor's buried. It doesn't matter, um, the, you know. The, the doctor could go on and on and on and on and have another twenty light, you know, regenerations. Yeah. But eventually, that's where the do- the doctor will be buried. So surely the doctor knows that um, that, that that this isn't, um, you know, that this isn't his death. You'd think so. And it's all like, oh, this is a fixed point in time, like Lake Silencio, 2011. Yeah. And it's, well, the, but but the Doctor's thinking, well, that, that, well, how, but how can that be? The Doctor doesn't die in 2011, Lake Silencio. The Doctor knows that um, that there's future versions of, of himself. Mm. So I, I don't know. I feel like uh, Moffat just... I feel like he just opened too many can of yeah. worms uh, too I just, early. I just don't like that whole, oh, the Doctor's going to die and there's like a false regeneration thing because you know that well that that, that obviously that that's going to get reversed yeah. or resolved. 
I feel I feel like they need to even at that time they needed to move away from the the fake out. The fake out, yeah. Honestly, this, there's a there's a fake out almost every yeah, series. And, it's, and you're just like, well, if it's every series and it's a fake out, yeah, it just gets pathetic after. Yeah, it. it's not gonna. It just yeah. gets it gets so mundane where you're like, oh yeah, right, it's just fire exactly. shooting out of his hands. Exactly. Yeah, great. Still, still gonna be Matt Smith though. Yeah. So, and I'm not interested as to see how they get out of it because they did one of the best ones with David Tennant. Yeah. Where he shoots it into a part of himself. Yeah. And a second one emerges. Yeah, I mean, and I'm that, like, yeah, nothing's going to top that. That was a bit cop outy, but at the same time, like you say, oh yeah, they've done it now. Yeah, that no, that's what I mean. And we can't the we the world will no longer be pulled no, over yeah, our that, eyes. No, that, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it was a cop out of a regeneration, but also they made he, Russell T Davis made it make sense in yeah. terms of what he was story he was going to tell. Yeah. Whereas with these ones, especially with Matt Smith at the 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 first episode Lake Silencio yeah but you were just like oh there's well we got the whole rest of the season and I've seen a trailer for the whole series and he's in it uh, yeah. once again BBC ruining it with uh, next week and trailers yeah the, the biggest culprits before trailers were spoilers I think yeah I think I feel like because this started in 2005 I feel like we were still in cinemas still watching trailers and being like oh that looks good yeah uh, that's not a, not oh a spoiler. do you remember how and exciting that Doctor was Doctor Who next week it'd be like oh the, the Daleks are in this one yeah oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. and the yeah. Cybermen return this week oh spoilers everywhere well, well anyway. the Daleks are notably absent from this series which I've got to say I, I, I think is refreshing oh yeah yeah so it's good, at yeah. this point they were so overused and their appearance in series 5 <laughs> was the, the 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 low point of the series? I mean, so, uh, I, I think that was probably in in reaction to that. Maybe. Yeah, um, because after this point, they uh, the um, what I'll just call the, the 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 mod Daleks. Yeah, the Skittles Daleks. Yeah, the Skittles. Yeah, <laughs> Skittles Daleks. They kind of are in the background. Disappear. Yeah, they do really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, these first two episodes because it's one story. We'll say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the silence are good. I, again, he's just, I feel like it's just trying to do too much. Yeah. You listed off a point and the number of points that um, happen in the first episode. And I thought to myself, oh, that will, some of that sounds really good. If only they hadn't crammed in everything else. Yeah. You know, just to, just to make it a, a little bit smoother. And yeah, I feel like it was trying to come out the gates very quick. It was yeah. come, trying to come out the gates with like a, with a, like a wow factor. Yeah. And it just didn't really happen. Didn't really pull it off. Yeah, and again, I don't know, you know, maybe and maybe that's um maybe that's the American thing, you know? Maybe he was like, "Oh, well, you know, the the BBC really want this open opener, series opener to be set in America, so I'm going to have to write a story that's based in, you know, around the American <laughs> desert and features the CIA and President Nixon and stuff. He went all in on that, so I much mean, so that, you know... All of that seems so, so irrelevant. Yeah, oh yeah. We've got the astronaut, we've got the silence. Could have said it on a spaceship mm. or a village in England. Mm. Um, but instead we've got this complicated plot about the 60s and the moon the moon launch and, and the CIA and Nixon and... And the astronaut, and then they go to the. There's an orphanage. There's where they go with a little girl. They investigate with a, about the girl and the orphanage, and that's. And, oh, I'm See, just... I quite like that segment. 
But, you know, because it was shoehorned into everything else that was going on. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is... I guess, yeah. Going a bit too... I don't even want to say going a bit too far, because it's Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, that's, you know, such a moot statement. Yeah. But, I, um, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the other thing as well is is a, a, quite a few people who I've had conversations with slash heated debates um, <laughs> about Doctor Who. And, you know, these are these are big, like... Uh, you know, Russell T. Davis, David Tennant heads who think that that era was like the peak of Doctor Who. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I really like Matt Smith, obviously, because he was like young and hot. But, oh, yeah, I really like Matt Smith. But, you know, the 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 the, the, story, the plots and the, the plot lines and the story started to get a bit too complicated. And I, I found it hard to follow. And I sort of and then by the time Peter Capaldi came along, I was just completely put off Doctor Who, and I haven't watched it since. I know a lot of people who have who who that sort of happened to hmm. that had that same journey. And as much as it frustrates me, because I completely disagree, I think the Moffat era was was the peak of Doctor Who. Um, I can understand that happening because because of what because of stories here. like this. Yeah. I can totally understand people being like, I have no fucking clue what's happening here, and it puts them off. Yeah, I've definitely had similar conversations with people who are um, just completely on the side of David Tennant. Yeah. Um, and annoyingly, when they use this as their argument, oh, but the Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi era was too complicated and hard to follow, it's difficult to to argue with them. Yeah. Because I can't... Except for when talking about Series 5. Yeah, you know, we as much as we talked about the Pandorica being like quite a quite a similar vein of complexity unnecessarily. Yeah, um, the rest of it is very much like just great Doctor Who storytelling. Yeah, you're right. But there's 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 a line in the problem with the Moffat era is there's this like uh, I don't know what it is like a barometer or whatever. So there's a line mm. between cleverly cl- complex. Yeah. And overly convoluted, and at times the the the, the, the lot it, it it's and it's constantly shifting. It is constantly so shifting. So like yeah. the, the series, the Pandorica opens and the Big Bang were was um, cleverly complex. Yes, yeah, yeah. Whereas stories like this, uh, you know, cross the line into overly convoluted. And unfortunately, um, for, for I guess for for a lot of people who criticise the Moffat era, they they can't see the difference. Mm. It's all just too complicated. Yeah. And I get that. Yeah, I, I, I get it as well. And, you know... Uh, yeah, after the first two episodes of this series, I was I was ready to get on to what's next, you know? Yeah. I was ready to get to the next episode where they're not in this story. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I obviously knew that it, it would come back around by the end of the series. Yeah. So I was more like relieved to get the yeah, first two episodes God, out yeah. of the way. And then I was like, right, let's get to some yeah. some other action. Can, you know? can, slight, can slightly uh, like, relax the br- the brain a bit. Like like Curse of the Black Sport or the Rebel Flesh yeah. story. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's get to that stuff. Yeah. Because that's that's more like it. Yeah, you yeah you're, I agree. I don't think we can s- overstate this or say this too much, but... Yeah, Steve, Stephen Moffat is is good at the stories. Uh, he's not go, good at the the show running. Yeah. Um, because the overarching story is always just that little bit disappointing. 
in this quite a bit disappointing but the uh, the stories you know is kind of guidance of the others you know and it's contained stories yeah is good um but yeah that was that's the first two episodes um again yeah just a lot in it a lot to unpack and then you're not really quite sure what how to feel about it yeah. other than a bit confused in my opinion mm. indeed uh are we getting we, we're gonna go we go through the episodes don't we again i'm very uh i'm very we can do um uh we i mean yeah i mean yeah we, we can do a nice little nice little recap and then say our yeah we do a favorite and then we do a least favorite don't we well at the end we do we do favorites and then we do what we think are the best and the worst. Right, episodes. cool. Yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then of an honourable mention. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's well, yeah. So let's move on. So, um, well, um, uh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, I'm a uh, curse of black spot. Is um, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a very it's it's a a, a decent historical. Um, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, I mean. I've got some problems with it. Oh God! Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. When we were watching it, I was enjoying the episode. Um, really, up until the point where they're on the they're on the ship, and not I don't mean oh, pirate the, the ship, the spaceship because yeah, it yeah. all takes place on yeah. a pirate ship. Yeah, on this on the spaceship, where I was then just like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, didn't really, didn't really like that. Just yep. not, not just not a fan of how they, you know, were like, oh, they're on this this pirate ship the whole time. Yeah, and it's quite, you know, um, I like uh, episode. I, I wouldn't say it was a base under siege, is it? It's like, but it is all in one place. It all takes place on the pirate ship mm. up until that point. Yeah, and I was like, that that is that is another good thing about Doctor Who sometimes is where it's like enclosed space quite like a personal story yeah you can't really escape the monster you know because you, you're all in one place and then and then yeah. they're like oh but you know it came on a spaceship and it's just a nurse and yeah I like the nurse thing um I mean because it's always sometimes it's always difficult to take a historical setting and a pre-existing concept such as like sirens or mermaids or whatever mm. and change them and make them into in like a sci-fi with a sort of supernatural alien uh twist so yeah the the nurse thing um i didn't mind the nurse thing actually i'll say this i didn't i didn't mind the nurse thing until i really um the what the one bit that actually gets me about the episode is when is when they just fly off. It's like, oh, I'm a ship captain, so I know how to use the the ship. Yeah. The the the, the pirate, the the main character. Who, oh, what's his name? Oh, it's um, it's uh, Henry Hugh Bonneville. Ava, yeah, it's it was just like, oh, I've, of course, of course, I know how to use a ship, yeah. any ship. Yeah. But it's like it's a it's like a spaceship, like. I don't know. Yeah, it just, just really, the ending just really didn't stick it for me. Whereas it, I was really enjoying isn't the, the ship of the on like automatic pilot. So he's just I mean, sort he, of like no, he literally like grabs the controls and like right. flies away. Well, I'm, 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 
not going to criticise this episode too much for reasons I'll, I'll, I'll reveal later. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really like pirates. Um, okay. So uh, <laughs> pirates are cool. Yeah. So um, again, the, the rest of the of the rest of it, I was like really enjoying it. Yeah. I'm but, not. I'm not going to just slate the whole episode. I'm just saying that the 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 story as it was progressing. Yeah. I just feel like it just didn't stick the landing yeah, with me. Yeah. But I mean, I don't. I, I, it's by no means. I don't think it's the one. It's like one the worst historical. No, 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 by, no. By a lot. By and it's also one of those episodes where um if i happen to catch it on tv i i would i would i would happily sit and watch it but it's not too um and it, you know it's nice that they decided to put this episode at, at, at number three after uh, the um it, day of the moon because it's a nice as you said it's a nice relief having an episode like this oh yeah with yeah. a nice simple non-complicated plot yep it, it gets it gets to you know it gets to the monster and it gets to the the you know the threat and yep. it gets to the um you know it gets to the stakes quite easily and then yep. you know by the end of it, it it's it is all wrapped up nicely yeah yeah um which is just kind of what you're expecting from doctor who again is pretty pretty much like a it's more like a balm for what the last two episodes were yeah um but yeah again I, I enjoyed the i enjoyed the episode just up until the end and then i was just i was a little bit like that didn't really that really didn't work out for me or just um yeah just I thought it just missed the mark a little bit in terms of the ending but yeah it's just me personally i guess but uh then we move on to the doctor's wife mm. now that is a banger that is, if I do say so myself, undubitably a banger. Yeah, uh, great, great episode. It's a brilliant episode. I mean, very, really clever idea, bringing the TARDIS to life. Mm. Um, Saran Jones is excellent. Yep. Um, I mean, she would have been a great Doctor. Oh yeah, she yeah. was. She's another one who I think would have. Also, seeing her sort of quirky, eccentric performance as the TARDIS. I just think, oh god, that's that, that, that's perfect, Doctor. Uh, material, material, yeah, yeah genuinely, yeah. She would have been great, but she's great. Um, if you hadn't seen her already on the planet or the place where they are, you know, like it's basically like a junkyard, isn't yeah, it? where the where House brings uh, all the yeah uh, time lords yeah. to, voiced by Michael Sheen. That's right, a great villain. Um, if you hadn't already seen her on the planet as like a she's like one of those kind of yeah, the, people who are pieced together aren't they? yeah you know like a is it like uncle and uncle uh, and auntie or yeah. something isn't it yeah um, if you hadn't actually already seen her prior to that maybe if she'd like manifested as mm. the tardis you could say that she she might be a a time lord maybe not even that maybe it's like an imprint of like an, a time lord to come yeah well, would look like, he but... isn't. Isn't he? The reason that they go there is because there, there's a distress signal. There is a distress from signal. Gallifrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which is, which is. Doesn't great. he open that? Like, is he open a cupboard and there's just like all those distress beacons? Yeah. So, you know. Um. I mean, yeah, but you, you hear know. some of them, don't you? But it's it's still um it's still it's still excuse me. It's still a great, it's still a great idea and a great concept. Oh yeah, yeah, but what well, doesn't take anything away from you know, and and uh, 
having the TARDIS sort of manifest itself in a, as a person and, and it, that person being a woman, I think works really well. And I love the banter between the, her and the Doctor mm. um, and the flirting. It's actually, I mean, considering she's playing an inanimate object, the ship, yeah, the TARDIS itself. All right, he says the TARDIS is alive, but it's basically it's well, it's a, a ship. it's alive in the sense that it's it's organic. They're 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 like grown, yeah. But it, but it's so it's alive in the same way that a plant's alive, but that doesn't mean that it has a personality. No, yeah, a plant is still, but um, a plant. But yeah, um, but it's it's quite moving and poignant actually. Um, and because you, because you know, you think you know this is, yeah, this is the TARDIS. He's been, you know, he's been travelling around in in this, in this TARDIS for for you know hundreds and hundreds of years. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, the the, yeah. the 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 flanter is kind of oh, flanter's is, great. It's very, it's um, very, it's very not Doctor Who, but it still works. Yeah, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah. of um, oh, I could see uh, what's his name. Sylvester McCoy getting angry yeah. about the amount of flanter between these two. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought the again it wrote it works really well, and I thought yeah they were over they were like um, there was bits where you're like oh wow this is getting a bit like not it's not getting risque in terms of like life it's getting risque for seven o'clock on a yeah. on BBC One on know? yeah. Yeah, and I was and I was just like, this is this is great. I yeah, I think it's great. You know? I mean, it's not that risque. What he just he calls her sexy a couple of times. Exactly. Yeah. Sylvester McCoy would fucking hate. Yeah. You know? yeah. He'd be like, I can't be having that sort of saucy language. Yeah. On, oh. Six o'clock on a on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, I thought again the, the the relationship between them is is quite a complex one, and for it to come off as yeah. well as it did, yeah, it's quite it's you know it's yeah. very well done. Yeah. You're right, and I I I, I like the I like that they make a, a a very basic makeshift Tardis console room mm. out of all the 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 Tardis junk yep. in the junkyard. I think that's um I really like that. I really like seeing them flying in that. Yeah, that was designed off a Blue Peter contest winning design. Really, by a girl, a twelve year old girl. Oh, that's a nice, interesting bit of trivia there. Yeah. Well, it, it looks really good. Yeah, it looks. Um, it, it's it's actually a really quite a good um, console design, and it, it what I liked about it is it harks back to the old TARDIS from Classic Who. Mm. Well, well, it's, well, the, specifically the the control room, the console room, because mm. that really was just four walls. It was and yeah, a central yeah. Yeah, yeah. controlling station. I love looking back at the old Doctor Who uh, inside the TARDIS. Yeah, where it's so uncomplicated. Yeah. I know. You know. I know. It is just it is just a room. Yeah. And uh, it's got a, yeah, it's got a console in it, but they yeah. were tiny in comparison oh, to yeah, where they yeah. are now, you know. Absolutely. And I, I love looking back at them and then with this it's like every there's so many easter eggs in that. You could be here for 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 ages. You know, it, having mm. panels from like the panels so yeah. many different uh, doctors. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, just a 12-year-old came up with that. Yeah. That's very That's impressive. That's really good. And written by Neil Gaiman. Who wrote good, the Good Omen series? Yeah, which itself features David Tennant and Michael Sheen. Yeah, so that's a nice little uh, connection there. Yeah, um, but yeah, Doctor's Wife banger. This is what I mean about this series. It's uh, it's very it's so wibbly wobbly, but it's mm. uh, it's got absolute bangers in it um, that are 
up there with you know amongst uh, Doctor Who's best. Mm. Speaking of bangers, that leads us to the next two part. Yeah, which is Rebel Flesh. Yeah, and uh, I think the Almost People, mm. which I think is a great two part. Oh, another another solid base under siege two part adventure. I yeah. mean, you don't that. I mean, I, that's this. See, 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 this is what I, I. This certainly the first half of this series. It gets. It's sort of starting. It, it's sort of following the template, which I like. And every series of New Who has has a really good base under siege two parter. Mm. And this is this the one for this series. And and it, yeah, this is great. Again, the the concept I think is very clever. Um, and I think the performances in this are great as well. I really, really like the... Um, I'm jumping ahead a bit to the end, but I really, really enjoy in this in this story how the Doctor um, shows Amy her, uh, her own prejudices yeah, yeah. without her realising. Yeah. By switching Shoes. with his ganger. Mm. Um and uh and 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 then so and then she's obviously um she's like very like weary of the ganger and at one point i think she like shouts at him or something or, or yeah. says that he's like calls... not, not actually the doctor yeah no. but she's just you never will be kind of thing and then and then and then the doctor reveals to her that they'd switch places and that the the um the, the the doctor that she thought was real and human and who who trusts who she trusted was actually the ganger mm. and the doctor who she was being discriminate towards was the actual doctor yeah i really i really enjoy that it's such a poignant story mm. uh, it's got a lot to it's got a lot to say about society yeah it's very political it is yeah. and, and uh you know compared to some of the uh you know quite recent episodes um not that i've seen too many um it's it's right on that line of you know it's politically charged but it's not rammed down your throat yeah uh this this one i think is just um it is one of the ones where i do remember the story but watching it again only elevated it for me mm. because of just how many details there are and just how good it is. Um, it's very, it's very moving, especially, you know, you have the guy who's, it's his son's birthday yeah, and he ends up, the actual human ends up dying and the ganger has to yeah. take his place, you know. I thought that was kind of, um, you know, it's quite heart-wrenching. Yeah, yeah, and... Um, and- and I like how at the end, uh, the the only two other than the 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 ganger who you just said who they uh, drop off um, with the son, the only the the two remaining survivors, one's a human, one's a ganger, yeah, and they both together decide that they're going to like tell the world, take on the corporations yeah, take, or whatever. Yeah, that is exploiting them. They've yeah. resolved their differences, their course, yeah. prejudices, and they're now teaming. You know. That is that is a great example of how you can you can write social political commentary without shoving it in people's faces. Mm. It, it can be done in a very subtle way, yeah, yeah. without saying to people, "You're racist, yeah. you're prejudiced." Mm. You know, it's it. So 
because because it does make people it does make you think oh yeah i wonder if i was in if i was in that situation how would would i be prejudiced towards the gangers? i know yeah and the, the whole because initially in the episode i was just like bloody gangers yeah oh they're they're just they're just monsters they're, they're plastic why do they yeah. want to live why should they have rights and then obviously at the end i'm like I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna shut myself. You need the... to look. You take a long, hard <laughs> look in the mirror and check your privilege because you're a human. Oh yeah, mate. I need to fucking put myself in the bin. No, right. I, I honestly was just. Uh, you know how it is where you're just like you don't you don't know the. Um, you don't really think about the the implications, just as the, the other humans didn't really, because yeah. they're just like, well, they're not living, but they yeah. are. You know, and over the course of the story. That is what is revealed, and it's yeah. So it's just a great two part over, over two parts, which I think it needed to get the to get the impact. Yeah, I feel like if they just did this in a, you know, in a forty five minutes, I don't think it would have been quite as good. No, I agree, I agree. So yeah, I'm glad that this was um, a two part, and it's yeah. So another another good two part from um, Doctor Who, written by um, uh, Matthew Graham, who did uh, Life on Mars. Yes. Are one of our favourites. One say. of our other favourites here at, at, at Two Reels Towers. Um, we will do. We will do the Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes. Ashes to Ashes podcast. We should Ooh, do that. Yeah, okay. We could do like one on Life on Mars and one on Ashes to Ashes. I mean, they're only That'd two series each, aren't they? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we come to a good man goes to war, which very much feels like a series finale and in a way sort of is because unfortunately i think to the detriment of the show this started off this weird trend which which continued throughout the moffat era of having a mid-season break yeah and and a finale which is really which is which just makes it even more complicated because you've now got almost like two mini series in one. You've well, got like point, you know, you've got like you know the first half and the second half, A and B. Well, we I said this after the uh, after the actual season finale. Yeah, I said, oh, there's only one episode. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's only one episode for the season finale of this series mm. and i was just i was taken aback a bit i was just like oh that feels like there could have been more serious. well we'd already had one that's true it was a good man goes to war yeah and also the um <laughs> also the 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 first episode being a two-parter um again like it feels like it was well it does it does ter- it does uh, taper into yeah. the finale doesn't it the first episode um, but yeah, this this felt like a this felt like a like a blow off uh, finale. Um, oh, episode. this episode! I mean, if just when you think that it couldn't get more complicated <laughs> and confusing yeah. uh, than the impossible astronaut day of the moon, along comes a good man goes to war. I mean, there are things about this episode I like. I like the whole like. Avengers Suicide Squad teaming up of the gang thing. Mm. I think it's a real, real shame that Jack wasn't in it. Apparently, they approached oh. John Barrowman, but he he wasn't available. But no. he, apparently, he was due to be in it. But if he had been in it, it was him who was going to get beheaded 
by the headless monks, which then leads him to becoming the face of Bo. Wow. But if that had happened, we would never have seen him again mm-hmm. as Jack. So I guess, in a way, it worked out well that he wasn't in it. Yeah. Um, but it would have been nice if, you know, considering this is supposed to be like the Doctor's army, it would have been nice to have brought back some characters from the Rusty Davis era mm. just to tie them in a bit more. Yeah. Like Jack um, or, or other previous... Martha and Mickey. Allies. Yeah, it, like, yeah Mickey, because he's in unit now. And, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. But so, anyway, so, yeah. But anyway, I like that. But then there's so many... I, I, there's so many questions. There's already questions. And mm. now uh, there's all a bunch of new questions and i'm like and and none of these questions get resolved or the ones that do get resolved just open up more questions and it's just i'm just like so like you know like um how how did what's um what's the name of the uh is it madam uh no is it what's the name of the 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 lizard woman who lives in victorian london uh, Madame Vastra. Vastra. Yeah. Well, so who lives with Jenny? Who is Madame Vastra? Why is she there? What has led her to be there? We've never met her before. That's until true. This episode. I, I found that a little bit um, confusing. How she's did, in a lot of Doctor Who after, after this. that. Yeah. How did she meet Jenny? Where did that romance happen? Um, you know, and then also after this episode as well, I know that they're in the next time we see them, they're with Strax. But we don't actually see them and Strax like joining forces. So how did that happen? Don't and then I'm, um, you know, so that and then, but that, that's just scraping the. That's just the the, tip the surface, of the yeah. iceberg. I mean, but it's like, who's Madame Kavarian? Who is she? Where has she mm. come from? What? Why? Why does she want to kill the Doctor? I know that she says, "Oh, but it's, what, the Doctor's like, why are you doing this? Because we're fighting a war." Well, who are you fighting a war against? You, Doctor. Okay, but why? Why Why is she so... What's her personal reason for being so desperately wanting to kill the Doctor? And, you know, and I, I, I'm guessing that army that um, works for her, they're, they're the... Uh, are they the um, the priests from the yeah, they Series are, 5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are they involved? I don't know. Why are they? Why are they not the good guys? Yeah. in this like they were before. What? How did they meet Madame Cavalry and how did she recruit them? Why did she recruit them? If she's got them, why? Why? I feel like she... they're doing it on behalf of the Silence, though, aren't they? Yeah, but again, who are the Silence? Where have they come from? What's their motivation? What? Why do they want to kill the Doctor? Why do they need to bother teaming up with a bunch of humans and a, a, a random eye patch woman? Yeah. Why do they need them? And then there's the headless monks. Why are they involved? What... There was absolutely, really. There's a convoluted reason which I'm, I think, gets a mention, but doesn't make any sense. What is it? Um, no, no, I, I can't remember. Oh. But they do, they do, they do say it in the episode of the reason why the headless monks are there. But yeah, it doesn't to, make it to, doesn't make any sense. They're there though. to they're to help. Yeah, but, to, to, but why to assist? Yeah, but, but my like, question is why. And why, you know, I feel like we didn't need... The Silence are, are, are good monsters. I feel like we we didn't really need anything else other than them yeah. as being, like, the main villain of the series. But they, they just feel like henchmen now. Um, 
completely non-threatening henchmen because we've got like the headless monks we've got this like army who for some reason are all like really really into killing the doctor um and then oh god and 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 I feel like my head's going to explode. And then we've got the, and then we've got the the, the kidnapping of Amy and Rory's baby. Um, again, why? So, all right. So, I think at this point we we can probably reveal or, or get onto the fact that <laughs> their baby Melody Pond is River. Yeah, grows up to be River. Um. So it's revealed that River is the person in, in, in the astronaut suit who shoots the Doctor at Lake Silencio. But why do they need her? This is what I was um, skirting around earlier. Why do they need her to be in the astronaut suit and to, to come out of water and shoot the Doctor? Why do they need anyone? They want to kill the Doctor. Surely there are a, a thousand other ways that they could kill the Doctor. Yeah. You know, and then I and then I think to myself, well, is it because she, you know, I'll try to just explain to myself, and I think, well, is it because she's like a, a child of time? Because she was conceived in the TARDIS whilst the TARDIS was uh, mid... Um, flight in in the vortex that somehow makes her a a time lord all right whatever fucking fuck it you know it's a bit schlocky but i'll accept that okay see i I don't i don't i definitely don't think that they're they're trying to say she is a full-fledged time lord. all right but she 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 can a child of the tardis is like she has the ability to regenerate yeah yeah yeah, yeah, but then but then that's that's not their reason for picking her this they, they don't say oh we've picked her because she can regenerate or or maybe another explanation i thought of was oh well maybe there's this there's this like unknown unwritten law where only another time lord or another child of time can murder another time lord or something but again that's not that's just something i made up i'm i was i remember i was in the shower the other day and i was just thinking to myself why the why does it need to be River who kills the Doctor? Why did why did Madame Kavarian kidnap uh, the baby and and turn it into an assassin? Why do they even need her? And I was trying to come up with all these various explanations in my head, which are all in my opinion better than what we actually got. Mm. But none of them are true. It's just that's just me making up shit. So I don't get it. This happens with a lot, and obviously uh, we've we've said this before on other podcasts. I don't think we've said it about Doctor Who. We've definitely said it about other um, properties, other other things, where it's if you have to make it up in your head, it's it, and you know if you have to make it up in your head the canon, yeah, then the story that they were trying to tell fails hasn't landed it's failed yeah it's the same with like uh i don't know what what were we talking about before some of the, it's mainly it's mcu stuff yeah with uh with stuff in the mcu if in your head you're like yeah but maybe if this is because of this, this is because of this but they haven't said that in the script no i've or just made film. that up yeah then, to try and justify it then then it hasn't worked. Yeah. Then whatever we, you've just watched, if you're having to make up your own head cannon, then it hasn't worked. And I feel like this is one of those 
where Doctor Who, uh, you know, the majority of the time is just a story and you're just trying yeah. to, you're just following along and they're telling you plot points and details. But with, the, with this series, I found myself trying to explain it to myself. Yes, exactly. I shouldn't have to explain it to myself. That's what the, the TV show's for. I know. <laughs> I don't oh. want to have to, I don't want to have to try and come up with something myself whilst watching it to try and get from point a to point b yeah um you know you shouldn't have to go from point a to point b via point q you know it's it's just too much and this having this mid-season finale yeah already muddied by the first two episodes yeah leaves you in just complete like shambles as to what is going to happen next. Yeah. And, you know... I mean, Steve, I love you, but fuck me. You know, <laughs> give us a break. Uh, you know, just tell us something, yeah. anything. It's like... Um, I feel like I feel like Moffat is like uh, is like a, an an emotionally abusive gaslighting boyfriend. <laughs> and I'm his poor downtrodden bird who and he's constantly conf- he's like telling me he loves me one day and then goes to me the next day and and he's he's the fuck boy yeah but i love but i love him but i love him oh he treats me like shit but i love Stephen him Moffat is definitely the fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um but yeah he's um but yeah and you know you know and and a lot of people you know, quite rightly criticised the whole the twist about River's identity and that she, that it was a massive, massive letdown and it was very underwhelming, and it is. But um, that isn't even the big takeaway from this episode for me because that is for me is overshadowed by the fact that I still don't understand why that why the Order of the Silence, whatever they call themselves, needed Melody Pond to kill the Doctor. I, I don't understand that. I mean, again, like another thing I thought about in the shower was, um, <laughs> is it because they thought that if, if it had been, if it was River, it's like more personal, then they could really like, oh, like I feel like that the might be the, the, the thing. But they don't, but that, again, but that's then, speculating. But that you're like, yeah, like you said, but I feel, I feel why, like... Why not Amy herself that's true i feel like they they wanted to have amy's daughter or that uh, baby from birth to have her whole life to train her up yeah you know, with amy and rory it's like they do come when they already know the doctor and you know it's gonna be hard to kind of take them away yeah and but making it river though this is this was so this was the conclusion i came to i think i mean River's story at this point despite the reveal of her her true identity was complicated enough as it is i mean yeah we now know who she is where she's come from but we still don't know you know she's still a mystery because of this this um uh this constantly meeting the doctor in a different order mm. and the fact that we know that she's met um previous incarnations of him and uh, you know um we know that we know also that she's going to eventually, inevitably, end up in the library with the tenth Doctor, and that's that's mm. her last, uh, that's her last ever um, adventure. Meeting, yeah. yeah. So we know all this stuff. So, so that so then making her Melody Pond and the assassin and stuff. I just I don't 
I feel like that's unnecessarily um, overly complicated. I mean, I, I just, it, it, I, I just don't get it. Um, but you know, that's fuck boys for you. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it's um, it's it's only uh, it's only adding layers on top of what was already so complicated. Yeah, that I was just like, okay, this this is not necessary. Uh, I thought I thought to myself when I was watching this on the rewatch. I thought we haven't even got to untangling those first two episodes. Yeah. So don't add more. Yeah. Bullshit on. Stuff. It's like we've we've just begun to unpeel the various skin layers yeah. of the onion. Yeah. But now, just as we're getting somewhere, Moffat's gone and taken the onion and put it in a fucking orange peel and sellotape the orange peel around the onion. We've now got to <laughs> unpeel the orange to get back to the onion to continue unpeeling the, the onion. Yes. <laughs> so, it basically... Wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey <laughs> fucking oranges. Yeah, so wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey onion oranges. And I just, I just thought to myself... Um, just I'll just take it for what it is. I enjoyed the bits where um, you know the Doctor kind of like reveals himself, and then you had all the characters, and like I said, the uh, Tardis Space Avengers, and yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> there was so, there was some really good bits in it. Yeah, it was and, like it's like a heist movie. Like we're we're, we're gonna need a we're gonna need Side Man. It's Strax, but the camera is like above his head, so you can't see his head. And then it's like, oh, pans down, and it's like, oh, he's down there. You know, like one of those like visual gags. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I liked some of that stuff, and you know, I do like how it tied to the previous episode, where the Doctor only went to the place with the Rebel flesh. Um, I don't, actually, I don't know what you do. We just call them gangers, don't you? Gangers, um, yeah. So he went to the place with the gangers because he had to be sure that the Amy he was with was actually a ganger. Yeah. He was just like, I, I went, had to go to the place to make yeah. sure that Amy was real and she's not. And I was, and then at the end of that episode, she like melts away, doesn't she? Yeah, but and when did that happen? Was, was Amy a ganger the whole time or did that happen at some point? In uh, in this series, I see. Or... I, I, don't, I I think it was probably before the start of the series. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with that because it was like it was a bit of a, of a reveal that like what some point down the line after yeah. after the initial you know because she stops uh, traveling with him for a little bit. Yeah. So at, at some point, someone's replaced Amy with a ganger. Yeah, and I'm like okay with that because I mean again it's it's Doctor Who and like. Things happening off screen happen all the time, so it's it's not like anything new. I was just like, oh, that's quite a you know, it t- ties in with that episode. Mm. You know, it was, it was the whole reason why he went there. So I was like, oh, at least in this two part story, he actually had a reason to come to this place. Yeah. So I was like, that makes that makes um, a decent amount of sense for me to be okay. And then. Uh, yeah i was like okay they've they've set it up like amy's somewhere else and she's actually giving birth now and it tied into having the um eye patch lady turn up in other episodes you know which was happening throughout the series happening yeah. the first second third yes fourth episode. It, it, yes well we we got to see her yeah 
which I was just like, okay, they're fol- at least they're like they're following up on it, and then, but yeah, the, you, the points you you said where it was just like, why why are they with the silence, and why is yeah. the, why are the clerics with the That's with it, the, the silence, clerics, and yeah. why. Why, why are they with her and, and and what and, who is she yeah then so i was like oh i'm intrigued up until the point where the episode really started yeah and then i was just like holy shit they really yeah. are just putting everything in there aren't yeah they? You I, know? yeah and then yeah there was there's was good points but mostly it was just it's like trying to untangle yeah the biggest bowl of spaghetti exactly. you're just like Exactly. There's just so much. <laughs> I, yeah. can't, I can't. There's just too much. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just too many, too many plot points going all over the place. Um. Yeah. I didn't. I, I was just like, I'll, I'll, I'll like the bits I like about the episode. Yeah. But it as as an episode that continues the series, continues the story. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty rubbish. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Um. And that is an episode. Before the title of the next episode is "Let's Kill Hitler." Oh, this fucking episode! So, um, <laughs> I mean, for me to be like, I didn't really like that episode much, and then be like, but the next episode is literally called "Let's Kill Hitler," and it's quite notorious, isn't it, in in Doctor Who circles? I mean, I mean, it's oh, this episode as well. It's like. I mean, all right. So they they accidentally go back in time to you know Berlin in you know during during World War Two, and they accidentally save Hitler's life. Okay, that that in itself I can get on board with because that is like a separate story. Yeah. But that's like interwoven with this other plot about these like miniature people who take over the bodies of of war criminals to try and assassinate other war criminals other war criminals and then punish them by like killing them or something i mean i feel like they they actually bring them on board the ship don't they yeah and then kill them yeah oh yeah okay and then they've also got this this oh god and then we've got more just when you thought it couldn't get any more fucking complicated with with river We've got this 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 other subplot about her, you know, being Mel's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which you quite rightly pointed out. <laughs> and 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 the more and when I think about it, I think yeah, that's probably that is probably mine as well. Yeah. Was your first ever sort of um, uh, exposure to the James Cromwell. Uh, James Cromwelling, the James Cromwelling of uh, retroactive retconning of uh, of of Doctor Who. I feel like it was the first one of like Amy and Rory have been on the the TARDIS for now a season and a half. Yeah, and you've never heard of their best friend, both of their best friends. Yeah, um, we didn't was, see her at their wedding. Wasn't at the wedding. We didn't um, see her in the village in uh, in the eleventh hour. Any, in any of the episodes where she, they go she's back, never to, mentioned. And and you're just like right, so they've just shoehorned her in. Hundred percent, they've shoehorned her in. Um, the James Cromwelling of um, Doctor Who, of Mel's uh, Melody Pond. Yeah. I mean, did they not know what her last name was? Did they never, you know, knowing them since they were children? Did yeah. they never ask what their? And why? Like, oh, I get that. 
all right, so Moffat wanted River to, to be in this story and come along for the adventure, but why did they need to have the whole Mel's thing? What, just to show that that River can regenerate? Well, we know that because we see, we've seen that, we saw that little girl, yeah. the little girl regenerate, and we know now that that was her. So, I, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, and also uh, another question that I'm not I'm not sure if this gets answered it probably does and I just missed it but so she regenerates um when she's in 1969 yeah um like how does she get to Ledworth 2010 yeah or like well, you know like in the 90s when they were younger how does she get there well I'm 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 again I'm I'm filling in my the blanks for myself exactly but I'm assuming that sh- there there must have been another few couple of regenerations in that time but 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 she doesn't know who but she doesn't know who she is at that point no. she doesn't know that she's I don't think does she know that she's that she's their daughter you know when when she's Mel's and then when she when she first regenerates into into river does she know that that she's their daughter oh no she doesn't well then why would she go to ledworth yeah why how did she get there and why, why would, would she, she be there you know oh, unless she was just like compelled to go there through through like a, a connection Again, it's just all but, but this is all made up head filling cannon. it in yeah and and oh and then again and then once she's regenerated into river she's like immediately um wants to kill the doctor it's like she has this impulse to kill him yeah but she has no interaction with the silence in between being mel's yeah and then but but then we know for a fact that that that, that she then like goes to prison and then has a series of adventures that we've already seen hmm. and then kills him at lake silencio so if 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 the silence, if the order of the silence's plan all along was to have her kill the doctor at that specific point at Lake Silencio, why then does River, when she, when when she regenerates from Mel's, why does she then immediately kill the doctor? Because she does sort of, she does kill him, doesn't she? She kisses him with the, with the poison lipstick, mm. which which poisons him. And then she inev- and then she ends up saving him by using all her regenerations. Again, I'd never heard of that before, <laughs> but whatever, fuck it. Um, yeah. But just another throwaway line that is actually really important to the character. Doesn't that? But again, doesn't that just doesn't that fuck up the, the the whole plan? The whole point of them kidnapping her and brainwashing her was for her to kill him at say, Lake Silencio at that fixed point. Why does she then immediately want to kill him? When they go to nineteen, when they're in nineteen thirty-eight yeah. Berlin, I don't understand that. I feel like this is just, again, on on reflection, quite a terrible episode. It is. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's bad. It's. It's. Uh, it's the schlockiest of schlocky. Yeah. It's not even good. It's not even slightly good. It's um. It's it it's uh here's, here's a two reels podcast first. Oh no! It's bad. Bad. You know it. Bad. Yeah, it's definitely bad. I'm just like, um, what the fuck is going on? And and I I I God I I I don't know. I there are bits of this episode I like, 
I like some of the dialogue. I like the sort of some. I like the sort of touching moments. Like again, there's another. Again, it's another fake death. We know he's not going to die. Yeah. It's so, another one in this series. Oh, it's just like, and then he had this like emotional like like monologue where he's like, oh, I, I'm gonna, I can feel it. I, would, I can. I'm dying. Is that when now. he's wearing the top hat and yeah. tails? I'm just like that's a that's a bit weird. You don't gonna, have to fake me out again. Yeah. Um. <sighs> I don't know. But the thing is, is I feel, at this point, when it comes to... At this point in the series, but also in this point in, like, the timeline of River Song, I'm just like, oh, whatever. I, I'm, I've, I've, I give up now. Fuck it. You know, unfortunately, I really feel like Moffat shot himself in the foot with, with her character because, you know, oh, Planet of the... Uh, not Planet. Um, Silence in the Library. Yeah, yeah. It's such a banger of an episode, and yep. River's introduction is so good. It's it's so intriguing, and 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 it make it leaves you desperately wanting more and wanting to know about her and who she is. And by the time we get to to this episode, let's kill Hitler. I mean, even Crash of the Byzantium and the 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 two part cleric episode with the with oh the series angels, five she is it's all right uh, it even peaks it even more yeah your interest yeah and then and especially at that point you there's been no hint that river is the one that there's no real hint that river's the one who's gonna quote unquote kill the doctor yeah you you know she's important to him obviously because they're 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 framing it that way well yeah and uh, but then this once you get to this episode I feel it's just like kind of killed it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, kind of killed the intrigue to to certain degrees. Yeah, but you're just like, oh, okay. Let's kill Hitler. More like mm. let's let's kill the the interest in River Song. I mean, does give you a really ultimately schlocky but fantastic line for, for me personally, anyway. Which is the only kind of glimmer about it is that this is kind of a bit of a funny bit where she's like, well, I was on the way to this gay gypsy bar mitzvah for the disabled. And when I suddenly thought, gosh, the third rush is quite rubbish. So let's kill Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> um, or I think I'll go kill the Fuhrer. And when when uh, when Kingston delivers the line, it's really funny. In an episode that it's just... Yeah, is just terrible. So I'm yeah. just like, yeah. I was like, oh, in in certain in other contexts, I'm sure that would have been really good. But yes, yeah, this episode it kind of it kind of breaks a lot of things. If yeah. I'm being honest, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, it's not great, and it's a shame because what would have been good after A Good Man Goes to War at this point in the series would have been another Curse of the Black Spot, just a nice reliever episode, Mm. a nice sort of one-off. You know, they should have put Night Terrors after after A Good Man Goes to War. A nice one-off individual story that doesn't Mm. require too much, uh, you know... Um, like hard thought, and uh, because because it's just you know, and it like I said, it the whole for me the whole format of this episode is all over the place. 
like you know with like the being set during the set in berlin in the war and hitler and then rivers there and and then the the miniature people i'm just like fucking hell just pick a narrative and go with one any one of the three is fine yeah yeah you know trying to do too much is kind of the 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 modus operandi of yeah. this this whole series yeah. if i'm being honest yeah. the mo of this whole this whole block is a bit like we've got loads of ideas, but yeah. we're not sure whether to pull the trigger on just one or all yeah. of them, you know? Um, but anyway, yeah, Night yeah. Terrors. Night um, Terrors, written by uh, Mark Gattis, this one. Yeah. Can tell, because he's a massive fan of horror. Yeah, he loves his um, horror, doesn't he? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've also watched, uh, he did a BBC documentary series about horror films. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably about, core. So it was probably about 15 years ago now. Yeah. Um, I have it on YouTube. And um, yeah, it's very much got all the hallmarks of uh, a Mark Gattis written uh, episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, I, I like this one. Yeah. It's, not, it's, 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 I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's unremarkable. Yeah. But it's in, by no means is it, um, is it, is it poor? No. It's, it's, it's just a, it's a solid Doctor Who episode. It's got it's got a monster of the week. It's got a it's got a scary, uh, th- sort of threatening situation. It's it's layered. Um, I quite like the idea. I like I quite like the idea of the um, that sort of weird limbo place that they're trapped in mm. is like the contents of that kid's toy cupboard. Um, so, and so they're in the cupboard and then you've got oh they're, no they're in the doll's house they are in the doll's house in the cupboard mm. and uh so the and the dolls in the the, the toy dolls that are in the the doll's house <laughs> are the, the the monster yeah 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 i like that again bit of a schlocky ending it's like oh he, yeah. he you know he needs he needs you need to tell him that he's your boy and you love him that's a bit schlocky yeah but um but yeah, solid. Um, Daniel Mays is a bit irritating, but then he's irritating in everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. sorry, Daniel. I was going to say he. Well, he plays the. Um... He plays the irritating Cockney in everything he's in. Yeah, and he, he also in he basically plays. Does he play the uh, technically like the devil in? Um, oh yeah, in, 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 in what we're going to be talking about soon. Yeah, spoilers. Sorry, but um, yeah, Jim Keats he plays. He, he, you know, surrogate for, yeah. for the devil. But um, yeah. So uh, I was I was surprised to see him in it. I can really remember him being in it, David Mace. But um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a good episode. It's a good. It's it's good, good. and I think yeah. it is good. Yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, it's got yeah. bad bits. It's got good bits. He's it's very much a Doctor Who's. He, he's episode. he's written better. Oh yeah, 100%, uh, yeah, he's written better. I really like his Charles Dickens episode. Oh yes, I really like that one. The, with the, do you remember that one uh, with Clara where it's like underground and it's got um, it's got like Victorian soldiers in it and it's got uh, the um, uh, what's the, it's got a classic Who monster in it the um, oh, I've forgotten their names now oh anyway we'll we'll get to it we'll get yeah to we that. will get to it but um, anyway he's written oh and there's a the, the another one he wrote the submarine one as well which I think is really good. oh yes yeah yeah I like that one. So he's written better. Is that with the ice? The ice warriors. Uh, warriors yeah. yeah, that's it. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but um, but uh, but no, this is this is uh, it, that that it's it's decent night terrors. 
Moving on to uh, the girl who waited. Oh, now this this is uh, a, this is another banger for me. You this know, is up there with the doctor's wife. A title that reflects um, the the girl. Well, she is the girl who waited, isn't it? That's she is. Yeah. Say. Oh, yeah. Uh, reflecting something that they're you know they they have been calling Amy yeah. since day Uno. Yeah, every every fe- young fit female companion of the Doctor has to have some some sort of big um, uh, title. Yeah, she has a title uh, what, universally Rose, known as. What was it? You know? Rose was the the bad wolf girl. Yeah, Martha was the girl who walked the earth. Yep, yep. Donna so, yeah. was the doc- Doctor, Doctor Donna. Donna. And then Amy's the girl who waited, yep. and then Clara's the impossible girl. Of course. And then Bill is obviously a lesbian because she tells, reminds people every single episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then, it's not uh, subtle either. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Yaz is. Um, anyway, yeah. uh, the girl who waited. So, yeah, the. Uh, it's a great episode. Oh, it's, 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 it's a fantastic episode. And. Honestly, um, it starts off so uh, unpronounced. Like yeah. it's very understated. It is very understated, yeah. and it's it's not like a it's not like a bombastic opening to a, yeah. to a story where they just land somewhere where they weren't supposed to land. You yeah. know, shocker. Um, but yeah, they just go into a room. Yeah, and they just press a button. And then Amy just presses another button and goes into the same room. Is basically how it starts. I mean, I I I I absolutely love that. the The great thing about this episode, uh, and what it highlights, is that um, the smallest decision yeah. can have devastating consequences. And that when you're traveling around with the Doctor, um, you know, just because there isn't like an immediate threat. Or there isn't, you know, explosions and, and laser battles and Daleks doesn't mean that something can't go massively, massively wrong. Exactly. If you're if if you're not sort of I don't know, if you're not concentrating or you or you just take your eye off off the ball or whatever. Yeah. I mean it's, it's not even that Amy wasn't concentrating. She she they just you know, I think Rory says press the button and she just presses a different button to what they've pressed. And the yep. consequences of that are she ends up alone for for forty years. Oh no, is it forty years? Is it... uh, I think it's thirty. For, years. Thirty years. Mm. Um, I mean, it's yeah. So the, the the concept of this episode is brilliant. I really love the simplicity of that. Um, you know, and and it shows the effects as well. The the negative effects of um of being a time traveller. Yeah, traveling around in in a in a ship. Um, in space and time with the doctor and ironically it's it's one of the more sort of like it shows how how dangerous that life can be even if there isn't any sort of particular danger yeah and uh and how devastating you know you're you're at more in more danger of uh ruining your life by pressing the wrong button yeah than running behind him or beside him when yeah. he's facing off against the Daleks, you know. Yeah. It's it's a mental proposition, yeah. isn't it? And this is uh, you know, peak uh, Doctor Who that we've seen in a few uh, different episodes um over the last series and a half. 
where I think the most compelling parts of these Doctor Who series is when there's um when there's simple decisions or there's um primal fears. Yeah. So it's you know my favorite ones are when there's primal fears say for instance like the angels um you know or um are you my mummy or uh you know things like that where it's very much they're not complicated yeah they're just quite simple but they can they can affect you in devastating ways uh and then on the other hand you've got um yeah simple simple decisions or um just really uh boiled down to the most basic mm. um the most basic points which are you know already had it in this series with the uh the gangers where it's you know that was very much a you know a social political uh, episode um and th- this one is like in a in a slightly similar vein with a bit of a strand of the other one it's like mm. a bit of a mix of the two yeah where it's like um one primal fear is like you know you you make one in like in this you make one wrong decision and 36 years of your life are gone yeah and you're just by yourself the by whole yourself time. on a, in a, a, literally completely alone on a on a strange planet yeah um and you there's these there's these little robot things walking around who are constantly trying to get you trying to kill you but the, they don't realize they're trying to kill you they're they're trying to give her this cure thing yeah that, yeah that they don't realize will is like poisonous or something mm. and so then, yeah there's also the, the you know uh, when i talk about the, the 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 decision it's like well for 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 rory you know who's uh, you know quite central in this mm, yeah. particular story yeah um do you choose the the person who waited you know because yeah. she still is your your wife yeah or do you choose your wife with all the potential time yeah. that that other person has has already lived you know exactly and you know i think karen gillan's really good in this episode I, of I course think she really gets to show off her her acting chops and be more than you know um just sort of like the the damsel in distress or giving rory a bit of stick or whatever like when she when we see her uh as like the older amy mm. Obviously, she's she's wearing like prosthetics, but it's it's also in in her performance. Like she feels older, yeah, because yeah. of the way she's playing the acting. Like her physicality, she's obviously a lot tougher, hardened. Mm. She's a good fighter now, but the way she walks, the way she speaks, the the looks, it does look like she's like in a you know late forties or whatever. I don't or think 50s the I, don't, I think the prosthetics are pretty good, you know. A very or, it's very subtle. It's just yeah, a few yeah. wrinkles yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah, just just wrinkles a bit of bit of stuff on the face and yeah. that's it. Like I don't I don't feel they went O T T and they could have gone like well over the top. Um but, don't, but when also could have used like terrible CGI because it's all in the performance. Yeah, yeah. And they um it was, a, it was a good decision to use what they yeah, did. Yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking. It's it's devastating. And also, it's a, a, another thing I like as well is it shows, you know, that the doctor's quite dark in this episode, mm-hmm. even though his intentions are sort of good. Um, I very much get the impression that he know he knew all along that there's no way the two of them could exist, could exist, and that that, that he was always, uh, I think. 
I think you can almost tell the moment he realizes what's happened, he knows in his head, uh, we're gonna have to leave old Amy behind. She or, you know, there's no like, oh, it's it's at that moment where, that moment where he uh, he literally puts Rory's hand onto the key, and he's like, this you you have to decide, mm-hmm. you know, leave this at one, you know, stick with this Amy. Or and or or pick this Amy, but then the other Amy will die. I mean, how dark is that? What, it is dark. What a bastard. Mm. I mean, I love him. I love the Eleventh Doctor, but that that's a real dark moment. I feel like it's probably, what a horrible thing for Rory uh, to do. Yeah, yeah, but also it's probably the only decision. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a choice in the matter. No. But yeah, I mean, it, but it's. Um, you know, but you know, but I like that. I mean, they could have gone with a, um, they could have gone with a, with a, with a happy. You know, um, it all works out in the end. They could have literally just gone. Ending. Oh, we'll, we'll drop you off here. because she does say, I, I, I don't even want to come with you. I want to go travelling. Yeah. So they could have ended it with they drop her off and she's like, I'll see you around sometime, and she goes off in a spaceship and have her own adventures. Yeah, like they do with some other characters. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Um, so, um, oh yeah, fucking hell! But no, I liked. Um, it, it was it's devastating. Honestly, it, you watch that episode, and afterwards, I'm just like, wow, yeah. that was that was hard hitting. Yeah, it was hard. And it's doc- this is Doctor Who we're talking about. Yeah, this just is like this is one episode oh. prior, or one or two episodes prior that they were like, let's kill Hitler. Yeah, um, you know. Schlocky as oh. it can get. Two episodes or an episode. Yeah. Two episodes later. Sorry. So again, for yeah. me, this, this and uh, and um, the doctor's, doctor's wife, wife yeah. really stand head and shoulders above above the the rest. Uh, uh, slight giveaways to what might might it's all going to be for the. But anyway, um, yeah. What we got up. next? Closing time. The God Complex. Oh, sorry, I missed one. Um, which um which is which I think is is pretty good. Um, I again I really like the concept that that seems to be a running theme of this series. I like the concept's really really good. The execution is hit and miss. But yeah, I really like the the whole. Oh, I don't know how I forgot this. I quite like the hotel this in the. It's like a hotel in, in the eighties. In the eighties, mm. and not and it's a nineteen eighties hotel, but it's on a spaceship. A spaceship, and there's all these various humans and non-humans there who have been picked out yeah and placed in this uh in this hotel and there's 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 a there's a monster a minotaur yeah that's a bit monster of the week schlocky isn't it but um i, I also really like the whole like um each one of them has a has a room yeah and their greatest fear is mm-hmm. is in the room and we get to see all these all these different um what their different fears are but we don't see what the doctor sees, which I really like. Mm. His is room number eleven. Nice. And I think I think he just opens the door and doesn't he say, um, uh, oh, "Of course it would be you." Yeah. Or something like that. And of, then, of course it would be, and then just closes the door. Yeah. And you and you're like, what did what what, what yeah. did he see? Who did he see? I reckon it's going to be like him. It would. It's like himself. Mm. Something deep like that. It's like the Dream Lord again. That's what it should have been. No, not the. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the Dream Lord. Yeah, well, no. the Dream Lord is no, no, is no. him though, isn't it? But yeah, what could it? All right, let's. let's Do you know who what, what, who who it actually is inside the 
the room. Oh, do you know? Yeah. How do you know? Well, because, I mean... You've looked you up can the work internet. It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who is it? It's Chris Chibnall. Oh! Yeah, just like... <laughs> <laughs> yes! It's fucking Chibs. Of course it's Chibs. I feel like someone needs to do an edit. I was going to say, what do you think it is? Or, or what would you make it? Yeah. But um... His worst fear. <laughs> Chris Chibnall. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. Mm. Wokeness. I say, the, yeah. See, I like, I like the, I like the episode. Again, the, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like you hit the nail. It's like the execution at the end, where it's like they're on an alien ship, and this doesn't it like fuel the ship or something? Their fear. I don't know what, what was, what was the outcome? The, the Minotaur dies. That's all yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. They, but they, and then, because he's been doing it for so long. The hasn't hotel he? like evaporates. And yeah. they're, they're in like a, the Tron world. Yeah. And and the minotaur. They're in Tron. They're in and Tron. And they beat Jeff Bridges. <laughs> and, the, and there's a minotaur there, and and yeah, Jeff Bridges rolls up on it on one of them bikes. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> "Let's do it for the users." And they're you know, yeah, you know, I don't oh, know. Yeah, and then David Williams is there. Like, I'm a lady. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm a lady alien. Oh. No, I, I, I liked David Williams. I liked his. I thought, I thought he was good in this. I, I really like. I, really I really like his. Um, uh, I really like that 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 race. Yeah. That they're they're so subservient. They're subservient, and yeah. oh oh yes, oh we got invaded by them. That was that Trivolian, was a nice day. A race of cowardly aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, again, do you know what? It's, my thoughts on this are: it's a bit like Night Terrors. It's 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 not a bad episode, but it's not it's 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 unremarkable. It doesn't. Mm. It's not a standout. It's just it's just a solid, decent Doctor Who episode. You know, it's just it's a sit down and sort of turn switch your brain off and just sit down and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it had some good kind of references. The hotel is very The Shining. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. uh, I like its aesthetic. Um, yeah, I, I like the concept. Again, yeah. it's just one that just towards the end, I think it just kind of it, it was just like we need to end this in a, on a Doctor Who note. Yeah, it went off the um, the reservation. It went off the rails a bit, didn't yeah. it? I also liked Rita, the character of Rita. Would have been a great companion. Yes, I was just going to say that another one-off uh, guest companion who would have would have been great. Um, you know, as as a regular companion, I think Rita. Um, it's a shame that they they didn't bring her back, or that, that they, you know, I know I think she got killed off in the end, but she did, yeah. Um, but yeah, Rita, Rita was was good. She was a highlight. Um, I think. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Then it's closing time. Then it is closing time. Indeed. Uh, is this better or is this worse than the the initial? James Corden episode, which was in season five. Oh, it's worse. I mean, I didn't particularly like. I didn't particularly mind the other episode. I've, I've, we we liked it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think. Um, I think I I really liked the lodger. That's it. The lodger. Um, this I'd, I. I mean, if it's it's sort of it's a nice to have a sort of sequel to the lodger, which is what this feels like. Yeah, a random sequel to another episode. Um. And like I said in the lodger, I surprisingly I don't actually mind James Corden mm. as Craig. I, I don't mind Craig as as a character. I quite like him, and I like his banter and his relationship with with uh, Matt Smith. Um, but 
I mean, this story is is it's a bit. Um, do you know what this story? It's it's very Russell T Davisy. Mm. It's like they're in a they're in a department store, and the Cyberman, the Cybermen, are like underneath the department store. I mean, it's got all elements of of stuff that have already happened in Russell T Davis. Yeah. Uh, episodes. That's why it feels Russell T Davis. It, it really does. It's like it's like Russell slipped. It's like it's you know it's like it it's like this was made like this was a, 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 a originally written for his era and and then just slipped in yeah. here. You know, like we used to say in the old um, uh, podcasts about how Russell T Davis having like a like a mood board with post its and he would just take like two or three. Yeah. It's like Stephen Moffat, unfor- unfortunately, got a glimpse of He's everything like, right, that uh, was on there. Uh, we'll bring back Craig. Yeah. Um, uh, we need, we'll set it in a. We'll set it in a in a shopping centre. Department store, just like um, in Rose. Rose. Oh, 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 Rose. <laughs> uh, right. We need to bring back. Oh, what, what villain can we use? Oh, f- oh fuck it, the Cybermen. And um, oh, I know. Let, we'll let's create a little cyber rat thing. C- cyber uh, cyber rat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not great. No. Uh, if I'm being honest. Um, and again, again, the resolution in this is like love. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, whereas in The Lodger, I, I, I think it's quite sweet where he's like, um, he says like he declares his love for Sophie. Mm. In this one, I just think I just think it's cringe. Yeah, it's cringe. Because yeah. um, he basically gets transformed into a Cyberman. Yeah. But it just doesn't take because of love. A not so slim Cyberman. I oh, know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. Because when I was watching it, and you know, like they've got him by the arms and they're putting him in, I'm like, there's no way he's getting that. <laughs> Sorry. There's no Sorry, way. Sorry, I've been, I'm being the sizest. No, whatever, it's, but... I mean, I was, I was thinking hell. it, and I'm, I'm probably. How's he gonna fit into a Cyberman? I was exactly. I mean, I'm probably about the same size as James Corden. I'd be like, they'd have hard t- time getting me in there. Oh, anyway. But um, you know, yeah. it it wasn't as good. Uh, the the lodge is better, and I feel like they yeah. were just trying to follow up. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a sequel that's not as good as the original oh. film. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. I'll tell you what though. I'll tell you what that it's reminded me of. Um, uh, why I don't know, but um, in the second part of this series, part B, if you want, um, I think starting from Let's Kill Hitler onwards. I, uh, Matt Smith's doctor, the eleventh doctor, has a costume change, mm. and he he stops wearing the tweed jacket and he starts wearing this sort of long, uh, brown coat. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. No. Well, I did, and um, I really really like it. Nice. I think I think he he looks much better. Um, as uh, I don't you know. I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I really like the tweed jacket, hmm. but the, but I think that the long coat um, over the top of his bow tie and braces and that, I just think it looks. Look, I think there's a picture of it there. Can you see it? Yeah, got it's you. Like yeah, a long sort of greenish brownish coat. Yeah. Um, I just I really like it. It shows one thing I like about Matt Smith's Doctor um, is. I don't know if we said this before, but I'm sure we'll say it in the next one, is that he really, really captures that whole old man in a young man's body vibe. Oh, 100%. Even though he's goofy and childish, he's much, much better. Which is exactly how 
and the doctor an should, old man yeah, in a young man's body would would be yeah. but he's but he you can really like um like when you know when other doctors say that how how old they are and oh I'm I'm 900 years old or whatever it, you're like but with Matt Smith when he says it when he says oh I'm you know I'm a thousand years old you really it really you really sort of feel that you know I I, I believe it with him and uh and I think this 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 new look this costume change with with the long scruffy coat mm. really capsulates that it, that really he really does look like an old man who is suddenly in a young man's body yeah you know he's it's like like a uh, like Lazarus <laughs> when Lazarus goes into that machine and comes out a young man again yeah. But he's all like, "Oh, what's going on in the yeah, world?" Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know, I'm young again. It's like that kind of feel. Very, very, very close to that. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought I'd, uh, I just thought I'd mention that because um, you don't often get that, especially in New Who. Sorry, New Who. Um, <laughs> Doctor Hugh. I mean, the tweed jacket was like a massive part of his costume. Uh, uh, you know, as obviously with the bow tie. Yeah. So the fact that they took a risk and changed it into a into a more sort of blander coat. That re- I guess that shows how confident they are in him because yeah he's still got his bow tie but at this point we're we're so like on board with the eleventh Doctor we don't really need him to have a quirky outfit like a, f- no. a fez and a and a tweed jacket anymore mm. he's just you know the only sort of thing about his outfit now is the bow tie other than that it's pretty um it's pretty bog standard mm. but I don't think it needs to be at this point but anyway um that sort of uh, boring uh, vignette aside. <laughs> We come on to absolutely no welcome to the, uh, the no helpful transition. The two reels costume podcast where I uh, take you on a boring journey about clothes um, <laughs> on the rails. Two reels, yeah, the rails, sir. Um, Great title. The wedding of uh, River Song oh, is the the one part finale. Yeah, um, the second finale of the series. I'd probably say third. Cause the third, yeah. The 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 first episode is kind of the finale. On, yeah, is, is on on par with some finales. Isn't yeah, it? The, yeah. You're right. Day of Day of the Moon was the first finale of the series, <laughs> and then Let, Good Man Goes to War was the second finale, <laughs> and now we've got the Wedding of River. They've song. shot the they've shot the gun too many times for me to be. That's right. To be like. Oh, it's big and epic. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised they've got anything left in the tank. Them, the amount they've shot. Well, load no, they definitely have got loads more in the tank because they've got so many plot threads. Oh god, that yeah. not a lot of them really get resolved. Oh god, again, again with the, again when you just when you think it couldn't get any more um, convoluted, wibbly wobbly, you get the wedding a river song, mm. which kind of sums up this series perfectly in in one single finale episode i think mm. i mean i do, i mean i i sort of get it it's like i think if memory serves river is in again river's in the astronaut suit and for some reason i can't remember why she suddenly changes her mind she's like actually i'm not going to kill you because yeah why why the fuck wouldn't she do that which again begs the question, why do they need it to be River? But yeah. she's like, actually, no, I'm not going to shoot you. Change my mind. And then he's like, no, you have to. And she's like, nah, mate. And then because <laughs> because of that, time stops at that exact, uh, that's like half past five 
502 or whatever mm. and that's that is why in this weird sort of alternate reality um you've got like fucking pterodactyls and winston churchill is the prime minister and the fucking yeah so it collides all of time and space and history yeah well time space history time and space um but again the whole thing with the bat with the whole the the whole thing about that is the reason that's happened is because him getting shot at lake silencio is a fixed point in time and cannot be changed and because rivers changed it this is the consequence of that but it's not a fixed point in time because he we know he doesn't die and also they get out of it well of course they get out because <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like well yeah it's a fixed point but it's not so how come that it, didn't happen when you know the 10th doctor saved um you know saved that family in the fires of pompeii he said it himself that it's a fixed point in time i can't interfere if i do it will fuck up everything how come that didn't happen then? How come it hasn't does. happened in the, you know, what was it, in the 50 years of Doctor Who previously, whenever the Doctor's interfered in a fixed point of time? Because, because... Moffat! Because fuckboy Moffat's at the wheel, so it's uh, just goes a bit more wobbly than usual. Um, oh, God. Oh, what else? Oh, is it... Um, oh, no, no, I'm thinking of something. I'm thinking of... But, oh, River's there, and she's... What is she? Oh, she's... No. Amy and Rory are part of some... They've got eye patches now. Yeah, they're, they're, they're part, part of, of, like, I don't know. Some sort of army. Yeah. And Madame Kavarian's there again. And then they go to a pyramid. They're on a train, train that goes into a pyramid. <laughs> Area 52, it's called. Area 52, yeah. which is a pyramid. Of, and River's there. And it's everyone's just like, oh, you're right. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> And they're all like, "Oh, right. what's, yeah, what's right. going on?" And oh, and then and then they're like, "Oh, yeah, these eye patches mean absolutely nothing. We look, we can just take them off." Um, oh no, they wear the eye patches so they can see the silence. Yeah, it's a hard drive. They can, so remember, can remember the silence. It. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So okay, well, so okay, so we've got an explanation for why Madame Kavarian wears an eye patch, but we still don't know the fuck she is, or what she wants, or why she wants to kill the doctor, or how she's there, or how she got involved with the silence, or how she got involved with the headless months, or how she got involved with the with the clerics, or oh, I've run out of breath. <laughs> um, and that's not half the question. <laughs> that's not even the beginning. Um. Yeah, get in touch. Um, Instagram us, Two Reels Podcast. If anyone has any fucking clue what is going on in this episode, please do let us know. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Two Reels Podcast. Give us a shout. Um, Let us know, please. I'm begging you. Yeah, the... the... Wow, yeah. Um, The whole beginning of that is like such a... It's, it's, It's a quite interesting... On one hand, but be such a internal clusterfuck that I just internal clusterfuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like it's that. just not. Um, it's like yeah, all time and space has collided because of one thing. Yeah, and everything's now happening at the same time. I'm like that. Yeah, that is just okay, interesting, but also I don't know. Listen to this. This is the IMDb plot summary of this episode. Right. It's April 22nd, 2011, the day the Doctor is supposed to die. 
Well, we know that's not true. But time <laughs> seems to be stuck at 5.02 p.m. London streets are clogged not only with automobiles, but also Roman chariots. Peridactyls fly in the sky. The Holy Roman Emperor Winston Churchill calls on a prisoner to explain what is happening. In fact, all time seems to be occurring all at once. Mm. The doctor determines that a fixed point in time has been altered or prevented from occurring. That fixed point is his own death at Lake Silencio, where history records that River Song killed him. We know that doesn't happen. Of course, not all is as it seems, particularly as it relates to the Doctor himself. Yeah. I mean, what? What? <laughs> That's absolute tip-top peak Moffat. I, I can imagine Moffat reading that out in the writer's room at, at BBC HQ. And him being like, you know, right, um, get to work, bring me your ideas. That's my really good Scottish accent. And uh, and if, and they're all just sitting around like, what? What? Huh? <laughs> huh? Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah. As if you haven't added too much to the to the recipe of this series already. That synopsis kind of just breaks breaks down my brain right you know just uh <laughs> after all we've talked about uh, after all we've talked about for this whole entire series of the the questions because in this they're like the question the oldest oh, question yeah. i'm like you haven't even answered the the question. other questions you know um yeah. that, it just kind of yeah it just breaks my 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 brain a lot yeah a bit. I think Sorry. I th- I do think this episode, and I've you know I do watch a lot of um, YouTube videos about Doctor Who because I am a, a dork, but this this episode uh, is responsible for a lot of people um, sort of turning off, turning mm. their back on Doctor Who, and I think this episode is also sort of cited as an example of of uh, you know um, ultimate confusion and, yeah. and moffit moffitness. Yeah, Moffatness because it is to really. the extreme. Um, I mean, you you said it. This it's this episode is a complete and utter clusterfuck of ideas. Mm. Um, and you know, and God, you know, and it's like after all that, right? After all that, the the ultimate solution is oh, it's not really the Doctor. It's it's a robot of the Doctor, and the little people are in are in, in inside his head. And he whispers in her eye, look into my eye. Mm. In her ear, rather, not in her eye. Doesn't he start to regenerate, though? Yeah, when she... Well, how was that possible if because... it was just a robot? No, because, well... I've... Another question. Oh, God, I'm trying to... Because, no, because when we saw him start to regenerate in the first episode, and then she shoots him again, that uh, that now hasn't happened. Oh, right, because yeah, probably, yeah. she refused to shoot him and he's like oh but we've, he's like we we we've, we've got a touch in order to reset time okay whatever what the f- all right, right fine whatever and then they touch but because it's not it's not him it's the robot somehow that not only fixes everything but it means that he doesn't die <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this is just too much for i mean oh, but- my head doctor who right is always going to be a bit of a a bit of a mind fuckery in terms of sci-fi. Yeah. TV shows. Yeah, true. Sometimes 
you're able to just unpack the bits that you need yeah. to make it work. Not everything has to make sense. Uh, true. But when it's just layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of of just so much bullshit. Yeah. It's it's quite hard to defend it even as a as much of a fan as we are. Right. And do you know what? Like especially after coming off season five, which was like just really great episodes. Yes, the, the Pandorica was really kind of a little bit a little bit wibbly wobbly even for a finale. This one was just like when it got to the end, I was like, I was actually thank, thankful it was over. Yeah. Which is pretty much important. Even watching David Tennant's episodes, coming more and more to the real, right, realisation that his character is a complete sociopath. Yeah. Even then, I could still watch it. Yeah. Because I was still like, I still want to know what happens. I still want to know more about these characters. Even the side characters, I'm like, I'll, I'll just watch it for, for them and, you know, how they're reacting to the story or the commentary of what the, the story is trying to say, you know? It doesn't have to all just be about the Doctor. Yes. Um, but with with this series, it was just, it was nigh on impossible to, to keep track. It was nigh on impossible to really enjoy it. Yeah. You know? And it's a shame because... You know, series five was so such a high and so good, and in my opinion, the best, most uh, consistently good series of Doctor Who that 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 New Who has produced so far, and probably ever will. Um, so yeah, it's a shame. <sighs> I don't know. What to say. I, I I really <laughs> like the bit at the end where Dorian says Doctor Who. Yeah. I like that bit. It gives, <laughs> that, that gives me goosebumps. That yeah, bit. same, yeah. On the fields of Trenzalore at the fall of the 11th, the question will be asked. It's just such a... Doctor Who. It's just a, such an epic setup for, like, the next chapter. Yeah. And I'm th- I'm just like, thank fuck they closed the last chapter, because that was just confusing yeah. as shit. I like that. Yeah. Best um, thing about it. You know, it's a shame he's wearing a fucking Stenson in that scene, but, you know, just after, you know, if you have to hark back to the... Like, why... But apart from the cowboy hat, I really like that bit. Mm. Doctor Who. Anyway. Um, Righty-ho. Let's do our best and worst episodes. That's my Dorian impression. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Harry Harding Actor, for more great impressions and accents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. right. L- let's, um, you can go first. Yeah. Best. Uh, I'll try uh, and... Shall we say favourite, then best, then worst? Uh, I think that's how it goes. Favourite, so favorite. Best, best, worst, worst. and an honourable mention. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm just going to whiz through these. Cause, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Time, um, time's time. Time is of the essence. Wibbly wobbly simey wimey. Um, right, so, yeah. So, my favourite episode is... Um, well, the Christmas specials don't count, do they? Or do they? Well, I don't, we've never counted them before. It's up to you. I don't. Think, it is in this series. I don't think we've counted them. Well, if uh, well, all right. Well, all right. Well, I'm, my favorite episode's the girl who waited. Right. 
I also think that's the best. So that's okay. uh, that's two, two birds, one stone. Two birds, one stone. There, I think the worst episode is "Let's Kill Hitler." Um, yep, 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 yep. For all the reasons we said, and my honourable mention, yeah, is for the curse of the black spot. And the only, the reason I'm giving this an honourable mention is because I happen to know the bloke who wrote it. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, he's sort of a mate of mine, so awkward. But uh, <laughs> so um, is he going to listen to this and be like? I highly doubt. I did tell him about it. Oh no. But well, I told him I highly doubt. He's, he's a very busy man. He's he's writing a lot of things at the moment, so I highly doubt he's going to have time to listen to our. Sorry, Stephen podcast but yeah um so curse of black spot curse of the black spot uh just because it's, i think it's uh, pronounced splo <laughs> just because it's written by uh but by, by by my mate nice little um, reference there for you, mate. so uh yeah that yeah that's me done over to you yeah uh, favorite gonna go for uh the doctor's wife yeah nice best i'm gonna go for the girl who waited uh, worst, I'm gonna go with uh, "Let's Kill Hitler" slash the wedding of River Song. Yeah, um, I know that's not one episode, but um, I make the rules. They have so similar gripes. They oh, yeah. they have they have intrinsically linked gripes. <laughs> yeah. um, and the honourable mention goes to the Rebel Flesh, the Almost People. Nice. Yeah. Um, the two part of one special, but uh, one story. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's just it, there are fantastic bits in this series, isn't there? Yeah, I feel like we've been so negative towards the end. Yeah, we have, um, but then again, we were so overly positive about series five. Mm. It's good to uh, bring ourselves back down to earth, back down to where we where we, yeah, where we where dwell. You know, in, yeah. right in the negative. No, well, um, uh, we have, well, we 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 haven't done our ratings yet. What about so? Oh, so for the series overall, okay. Yeah. So, um, oh, we we got to do the 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 traditional. Uh, the schlockiest monster. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, let's go for... Um, maybe out of five space minotaurs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's called? I don't know Is what it's called. Is that what the actual uh, race... No, no, it's, it's space not. Space minotaur. It's not called that. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. The creature. It's just listed yeah, it's just as the creature. creature yeah. But yeah, space minotaur. Yeah. Yeah, okay, um, good. So... Yeah, I'll let you go first for the for the series overhaul out of five space minor tours. Um oh, okay. Uh, uh. It'd be really good if I knew what I gave the last series. I uh yeah. well I think I I Did think we give it fours think, and four and a half? No. I gave it a five. Okay, so I definitely gave it a four. I can't and a half, remember what five. you gave it. That's fine. At least I know the it ballpark. Was, it was very high. I know the ballpark. So um, we gave high ratings to series five and series four mm-hmm. and series one. Yes. And then we gave very middle yeah, yeah, yeah. ratings to series two, two and three. three. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to give series six a very generous, very biased... Uh, four mm. uh space minotaurs out of five um yep. because uh i mean it, it, like with series two and three i do think this series is very it's very hot and cold it's very sort of it's not as good as 
um, one, four, and five. Um, but I, you know, I love the Moffat era. I love Matt Smith, um, and uh, this this series does have some 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 absolute bangers, um, and uh, you know. Um, like the girl who waited, I know we've already talked about mentioned it, but the girl who waited is 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 in my like top ten favorite episodes of Doctor Who ever. Nice. Well, maybe New Who, mm. oh, which yeah, which in, which maybe we should do another podcast on that separately, like our top ten favorite episodes. Uh, what like of new who? Yeah, like overall. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. well, we'll get to that. Yeah. So you know, so it, it so this you know this series by no means um, uh, is bad, mm. but um, and I, I I do I do admit that I'm probably being a bit over generous and biased because because of my uh, affection for um, for this era, but um, and you know, I, it probably doesn't just. Dis- it probably doesn't really deserve a four, but but that's uh, that's what I'm giving it. And I'm just gonna go slightly lower and go for three point five. Yeah. Space Minotaurs that's, out of five. That's probably more accurate. Um, I would be. I was in two minds to give it a four, like yourself, where you can see the good, and you can try and wade through the bad. Mm. But unfortunately, um, I, ju- I just, yeah, just the setup in the first two episodes, the mid-season finale, the mid-season opener and the finale were all pretty terrible. Yes. <laughs> from from pretty terrible to actually like really bad. So for me to give it any more than a 3.5, I think would have been a bit like, would have been a bit too much for me, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just the same points. I just there were so many missed opportunities and loads of plot threads which didn't go anywhere or weren't explained or just didn't make sense or I don't know. Just a lot that just didn't really come to anything. Um, but yeah, the the <laughs> picked up by you know and held aloft by. Uh, the the episodes we've mentioned as our best favorite or mm. honorable mentions really mm. you know and that's more of a doctor who season for you yeah up and down all over the place yeah whereas five i think has been a bit of a bit of a golden nugget where it's just it's you know it's uncharacteristically all great good to great sorry mm. yeah um, and then it's like coming straight back down to earth with a with an all over the gaff series six, um, one that is just so hard to digest when four of the episodes are like finales, yeah, and they're all shit. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I mean six. I mean six is notorious for being that series that series that is yeah. that is like really complicated and confusing mm. for a lot of people um and for good reason um but you know no matter how much moffit um you know fucks with our heads and fucks with our minds and c- confuses us we 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 we're going to keep going back to him time and time again because 
because I love him. I just love him. You know, I, can't, I just can't live without him. I know, I know, I know I'm stupid, I know, but I just love him. I love him. <laughs> 